I'm shook! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Holly Shook Podcast. It's me, Ryan, and I am joined, as always, by Armin. How are you? I'm good, Rye. I have a surprise for you, actually, to kick off this podcast. I told you I have two. I'm going to save the second one for the end of the podcast. Uh, okay. Do you not like surprises? I don't, but like every time you, or I don't mind surprises, but every time you surprise me, it's like some weird shit, and then I'm like put on the spot, and I have to like play a game or something, and I'm like, I can't. I just don't know anymore. Okay, no game this time around. <laughs> but that time I did surprise you with a game you loved the game and you want to play it this upcoming year you you said so you loved it so much that you wanted me to repeat the game was it was that the betting one or was that florida man or celebrity the betting one oh the betting one i did like i i ended up i ended up love hating this the betting i i still hate it but i did have a good time (laughs) right you legit said that you want to put real money on gambling on celebrity couples for this upcoming year so you must have loved it well, someone should pay me to do this, so if it has to be Vegas, then I guess I'll do it. Whatever. I mean, we were so good at it, Ryan, that if we just put down a few hundred bucks, we would have won like $5,000. That's how good we are at predicting celebrity couple breakups. We'll do it this year. I'm down. I'm I'm so poor at this point that what's 100 bucks? <laughs> exactly. If you lost it, what's 100 bucks? But if you win, yeah. you'd win thousands. Exactly. No, this I'm surprise uh, is a little different. I may be putting you on the spot, but I don't think I am. All right, well, my surprise is that I'm drinking a large White Claw right now, so whatever. <laughs> right, okay. it's barely the afternoon. <laughs> okay, well, I have the day off. I got vaccinated this morning, bitches, and I'm drinking in an hour and a half anyway, so why not start early? Okay, true. I forgot that you got vaccinated this morning, so you do have to celebrate with a White Claw. Yeah, they say if you, um, if you binge drink alcohol within the 12 hours after the vaccine, it actually works more, so... That's a CDC official, yeah. WHO official, CDC official guidelines. Yes. So I'm actually doing um, my part for the community to make my vaccine work. So you're welcome, world. Binge drink to contribute to herd immunity. Mm -hmm. No, this surprise is in a different vein. A documentary just got released on Netflix March 17th called Mm -hmm. Operation Varsity Blues. Oh my god, no way. Did they ask us to be in it? How did how do we not get the call? <laughs> so do you know what this documentary is about? Yes, college admission scandal. Hello, it's literally my entire personality for the past two years. <laughs> right. Can you believe that documentary dropped and neither of us had any idea about it? Well, first off, I can't believe it. I had no idea that this happened. And secondly, I'm really offended that they didn't ask us to like interview. I mean, we famously broke the news three weeks after it happened. And we famously covered the college admission scandal more than any other two humans on Earth. Yeah, and trust me, we researched that. <laughs> yeah, we researched the coverage on the college admission scandal. And we were the most covered of the scandal, and I just think it's really rude. We famously also talked about the Britney doc last week, and they had those stupid-ass podcast girls on it. I feel like we're actually... More smart. More smart. Well, there it goes. <laughs> we could have been the stupid-ass podcast boys on the yes. v- Operation Varsity Blues documentary. All I'm saying is if the New York Times asked those stupid girls to be on theirs, then we should have been asked to be stupid girls about Varsity Blues. And I am suing Netflix because we basically invented this college admission scandal. 
So from my understanding, they don't cover Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman as much hmm. because the documentarians felt like the coverage of them was already extensive. True, true. Like, there's not much they could say about them in the documentary that we would be like, what? I think they were like, look, Holly Schick already did it, so they covered the right. other parents more so. Right, because Netflix is now mad at us because they're like, well, you told all the news, so what are we supposed to talk about? They're like, fine, we'll talk about the plebeians who got caught. <laughs> I mean, we even covered Olivia Jade's Sunset Boulevard outing back in the summer of 2019, where a source said she was seen to be smiling despite the news of her mom potentially going to prison. Yeah, and it just goes to show we really do cover the hard-hitting topics on this <laughs> podcast and the long-lasting stories that people still talk about and remember to this day. So, right, are you down to watch Operation Varsity Blues? I will definitely watch it, and then we'll give a review maybe on our next episode. Let's do it. I'm down. Okay, perfect. Maybe I'll be drunk and watch it tonight. I don't know. <laughs> we have two docs on the docket right now. Ooh, two docs on the docket. I like that. Two docs on the dock. <laughs> The Demi Lovato doc, and now Operation Varsity Blues. I'm so excited for the Demi Lovato doc. We are not talking about it this week because it has not officially been released. But do not fret. The second that documentary is out, we will be giving full reactions, full reviews, and such as and so forth. And from what we've heard, it is explosive. Here's the thing with Demi, and I'm not getting into it, but I just cannot believe she's had 14,000 documentaries about her, and she's literally like my age i'm like where what how have you done so much in your life right will you ever stop being jealous of demi lovato for having more documentaries at this stage in her life than you do which by the way you have zero you have no documentaries about you for some reason and somehow i have zero documentaries about my incredibly exciting life and i will never not be jealous of her i also love her so much that i will watch every single documentary that she releases till the day i die or she dies too soon but Point being, I'll watch literally any documentary about her. I'm obsessed with her. I actually didn't know. Is this embarrassing to say? I didn't know that there were other documentaries about her. That is embarrassing. You should have kept it to yourself. But um, her last one was so good. I watched it on Netflix. Or no, I watched it on YouTube. And I was kind of drunk. And I think I was kind of high. This is when I still smoked weed. And I just remember being like, this is the most, like, incredible, shocking, like, vulnerable piece of art I've ever seen. Really? I was obsessed with it. I mean, I was when I say I was kind of drunk and kind of high, I was like fully fucked up, but <laughs> it was like amazing and I like remember like <laughs> like laying in bed watching it and just being like, "Oh my god." <laughs> so your cross-faded review, it's the greatest piece of art ever. Yes, the Oscars were sleeping on the Demi Lovato YouTube <laughs> YouTube exclusive documentary. <laughs> well, this series that's coming out is also YouTube exclusive. Of course it is. She's queen of YouTube exclusive documentaries. Um, My octopus teacher is shaking and Demi is queen of documentaries. I feel like she overdoses on purpose just because she'll know another documentary will come out of it. (laughs) (laughs) So we just got canceled. That's offensive. Anyway, I love her so much and I'm so excited to review that and we'll review the college admission scandal documentary as well eventually. We are reviewing a lot of explosive uh, nonfiction. Well, I guess everything we do is nonfiction, right? Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> when, when do we ever cover fiction? Well, 
I guess the tabloids. Yeah, I'm like, is anything we talk about actually real? Like, <laughs> this could all be made up. It doesn't matter, but... <laughs> but I, I guess where I was going with that was that we are going to be covering a lot of documentary-like content going forward. And we're doing that today as well. Because yeah. we're starting off today with the Oprah, Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, CBS special. I don't even know the title to it. I don't think it had a title. I think it was just like the Oprah the Oprah interview or whatever. Yeah, I think it was Oprah with Meghan and Harry, a CBS primetime exclusive. Something like that. Right. And I was like, Meghan the Stallion and Harry Styles? <laughs> 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 right, you got me to like break my adapter here. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, there. I'm back. I'm gonna leave this in, by the way, Rai. Just because okay. I think the I think the listeners need to hear our technical uh, difficulties sometimes. We always give a peek behind the curtain on this podcast, so this is just part of the glamour of what we do with my tall can white claw at two or three thirty p.m. So the Megan the Stallion um, Harry Styles interview that's next week. Ah, okay. I knew it was coming up. That's why you got confused. You probably saw the promo for that one. Yeah, and I was just like, why are people like? What could possibly be interesting about Meghan Markle and Harry? What's his last name? I don't even know what their last names are. He doesn't have a last name. <laughs> does he really not? <laughs> no, he does. I don't know it though. I'm actually being honest. I don't. Williams. Know well, no, no. That's his brother, Prince William. Yeah, that's what I was getting confused. What are their last names? Do they just say, like, of Sussex? Because I think they're the Duke of Sussex. Yeah, I don't know. I know nothing about the royal family. I've watched four episodes of The Crown. Like, it's so boring to me. I couldn't care less. Um, So I don't know. I guess they don't have last names. This is my official um, fact that they don't have last names. Also, I'm pretty sure this interview came out three weeks ago. I guess that's on brand for us to be covering something three weeks after it happened. Right, and really breaking the news again. And really breaking the news. But also, I think it does a little bit illustrate our interest in the Royals, which I think is one of my takes today, Rye. I'll start off with that. I feel like there is a strong delineation between Royal coverage and celebrity coverage, even though the Royals are celebrities in their own right. Mm-hmm. But it's really two different genres of celebrity coverage. I guess royal coverage is a subgenre, maybe, of celebrity co- coverage. Or some would argue that celebrities, um, especially American celebrities, are the royalty of the U.S. So maybe celebrities are just basically miming what the royals do for the U.K. I don't know. That's a discussion for a whole other day. But there were... <laughs> major stories touched on in this explosive interview, right? That I had no idea about. And we cover celebrities on this podcast, but I didn't know, for example, that supposedly Meghan Markle made Kate Middleton cry. One of the big revelations in this interview was that, no, it was Kate Middleton who made Meghan Markle cry. And all of this was very foreign to me. Yeah, and just a hark harp on uh the celebrity versus royals thing i just remember people would always say like the kardashians are our royal family and like shit like that and i guess it's kind of i kind of get that in that sense because 
the royals like aren't good at anything. They're just like famous and same with the Kardashians. So I kind of am like, I get it. Royals are just like famous for being famous. They don't really do anything except like be racist and stuff like that. So <laughs> Right, right. And I guess the difference would be that the royals are institutionally entrenched in, you know, UK law and culture, whereas the Kardashians did have to a little bit fight their way into that role. Yeah. Not born and bred into it. Yeah, they definitely fought, um, I guess, a little bit. Or fucked. I I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) One or the other. They definitely (laughs) effed. They did an F of some sort to become where they are now. And I guess it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm I'm like having this whole revelation now where I'm like, it's, we only care about the royal family because of like things we hear about them. Like, if that makes sense. Like, it's not like they do anything. Like, they don't really make the law or anything from what no. I understand. No. Yeah. And I understand very little. So that's one thing I understand. The parliament and... does that. Sure. Um, and... They're kind of just figureheads of, like, the society. And I feel like the Kardashians don't do anything. They don't make laws, I hope. And... I I, I think Kim K may actually impact legislation a little bit more than the royals. (laughs) That's actually true. She's, like, literally a lawyer. Well, not really, but... Is she a lawyer? (laughs) She's studying for the bar. (laughs) Okay, well, good luck to her. Um... uh, but, like, how often do the royals go into Boris Johnson's office, for example, right? Whereas Kim K was visiting the White House. Right, exactly, which is really, really, really frightening, actually, to our um, country and <laughs> probably why we're such a shit show, because Kim Kardashian has access to the president more than, like, a normal person. But um, Hey, yeah. the UK is a shit show, too, politically, to be fair. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. Like, I really don't know anything. And I'm about to literally speak on this subject I know nothing about. <laughs> I, to be fair, pretty much do every week on this thing. But, right, um, right. When do we ever know anything that we talk about? That's, again, our brand. We don't know anything that we're talking about. I mean, you are, like, semi-intellectual. I <laughs> am drinking a tall can White Claw at 3.38 p.m. on a Thursday to celebrate getting vaccinated. Like, I don't have a brain cell. Um, <laughs> But here I am. I'm about to fucking speak the truth on what I don't know anything about. Okay, right. So as someone who knows nothing about the royals, hmm. what were the biggest revelations to you? What stood out? The biggest revelations to me were that... Hmm, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously the big story, the big headline was Meghan Markle saying that... There was men- multiple discussions about how um, dark the skin of their baby would be, which is incredibly fucked up. Um, and all the general racism towards her in, once again, we talked about this in the Britney doc, in the tabloids and the representation of her in the tabloids, the, the UK tabloids specifically. It's kind of crazy because she's, I feel like in America, she's very loved, very respected. People look up to her the way they did like Kate Middleton for instance and so it's wild to me that she's so not that in the UK where she's like supposed to be this like figure there and 
I guess I never really, until the news broke, because, like, when did the news break that they were, like, leaving the family and, like, going to split their time? The beginning of 2020. Really? They were the beginning of the... Them and Dakota Johnson's Ellen interview were the beginning of the end. That's when we knew society was going down. Kicked off the pandemic. January 2020, they uh, leave the royal family and then the pandemic happened. I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of people in the UK believe there's a correlation. Um, I'm Uh, still investigating it myself. Yes, I'm working closely with the CDC. Um, As we know, I do report for them, so... You, you know the correlation I see on Twitter a lot between a major tragic event and the pandemic? Hmm. And people make it sincerely? Can you guess? What? No. There's so many things it could be. Uh, to me, it is the Dakota Johnson Ellen interview that oh. started the pandemic. That's right. <laughs> Didn't that happen in like 2019, though? Yeah, but so did COVID. <laughs> true that's true the very end of 2019 um, so checkmate bitch <laughs> <laughs> okay you got me there um gambit up in this shit uh no the the thing that i see sincerely tied to the pandemic is kobe Bryant's tragic death kobe and gg january 26 uh-huh. i see so many people earnestly saying you know that was when the world ended you know kobe died tragically helicopter uh-huh. crash gg died and nothing's been the same since. But I guess some people would argue it was uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle leaving the royal family. That's crazy because, like, also, I remember, like, Kobe dying is one of those, like, memories you'll, you'll always remember where you were and you found out type thing. Oh, yeah. And I was in New York City, which then became the epicenter of the pandemic in this country. So, like, now that makes the correlation even more strong because... I work with the CDC and I was in New York when this happened. Are you a believer now? <laughs> I'm a believer. <laughs> um, okay, back to the royal family. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> we Where, talked about how did we get off? <laughs> we talked about every family except the royal family at this point. Um, oh, you know oh. one thought I had in reference to what you were saying? You had one thought in reference to what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, just one thought. Cool. Glad I could really spark a conversation with my words. <laughs> I think this could spark a conversation. Okay. The UK media is far more vicious than the US media. Mm-hmm. In particular, the tabloids. And I'm not sure if you are aware of that. I am and I'm not because I've seen pictures of like front pages and stuff from there. And it seems more sensationalized almost where it's Absolutely. Like, it's like clickbait, but like on paper and then also on the internet, I'm sure too as well. But here it's more like they tease you with like a little bit of a scandal, I feel. But there it's just like blasted on the front page, like a full on insult or something with like a picture and it takes up the whole front page. Well, you may know this. Rupert Murdoch owns a lot of the British media. Mm-hmm. Obviously a vicious dude. And someone who does not care about facts. And yeah. go back and look at those headlines again or anything coming from the Sun, the Daily Mail. And a lot of it is just, like you said, Rai, so sensationalistic, utter bullshit. And again, vicious. The British tabloids are known for being very cruel. Yeah. So I'm not at all surprised that they would target Meghan Markle, who, in their view, 
is an outsider in more right. ways than one. There is obviously a race element to this whole story. And it's so insane because obviously, like, America is also an inherently racist country, and we've seen that come to a head, especially this year, at least for the people in our generation. The fact that she's like, I want to go back there is, like, really saying something because... Yeah, I guess I guess you put it you put it well with like it's vicious. It's not just like spreading rumors and making fun. It, 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 I'm comparing it to the Britney doc just because it's the most recent thing that we've talked about. That's kind of similar. And the Britney one was very like make fun of her, put her down, but they're not being like this dumbass bitch, like whatever. Um, whereas, you know, maybe in fewer words, that's kind of like the message they were giving in. The UK about Megan, my good my good pal Megan. Um, first name and, basis. Yeah, I hate when I do that. It's always so awkward calling a celebrity their first name. Um, Ms. Markle. With Miss Markle, I don't know what that was. Is she like? <laughs> oh, is she still like a prince? Was she ever a princess? Is she a princess? No, she wasn't a princess. She was a duchess. I think. Oh, a duchess. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Again, I don't know that much. I could be totally wrong right there, but I right. I'm like she was queen. <laughs> well, well, in a different way, right? <laughs> kind of the colloquial, yeah, she like a she's a queen. queen. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yas queen. She's a yas queen, but she's not a queen queen. <laughs> she's not like a queen per se, but she's definitely a yas queen. Um, I don't know. I love her. I I literally don't think i've ever heard her speak i didn't watch this interview <laughs> you didn't watch the interview right that was well, your no, little no, bit I, of homework no no no. i did watch i watched most of it it was oh, okay. like two hours long i thought it was gonna be like a f- quick little 30 to 45 minute thing it was like four hours oh i didn't watch the whole thing either to be honest yeah no 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 i didn't watch the whole thing i watched i started it and then i was like what and then i the next day like obviously just looked at like clips of the most exciting parts like whatever, and then there's a million memes about it, so obviously it's just been on my mind. But um, I think uh, uh, I think we're, we're going to say, like, our favorite parts <laughs> or, like, the things that stood out to us. Personally, my favorite part was that the royal family was like, we're going to take away your security, and, like, we're not going to give you protection. And then Tyler Perry literally pops out the cuts and is like, here, like, come on over. Like, in what world does Tyler Perry just, like, have prince william's number and is like want to stay at my place and i just think that's hilarious because like to me tyler perry is the most random person because i don't know he's just so random um you were like his performance in gone girl was excellent but it was i mean it truly was every performance in gone girl is excellent first and foremost (laughs) but you're like Um, how does that lead to him having harry and megan's number right like how is the next step from like breakthrough role in Gone Girl to, like, housing ex-royals. Um, <laughs> it just continues to intrigue me. Everything Tyler Perry does is just what is going on. So I'm pretty sure that, he's a billionaire, by the way. He's a what? Billionaire. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, the thing with Tyler Perry... Here's the thing with Tyler Perry. He's, like, been so famous for so long, but, like, I did not know what he looked like until Gone Girl. Well, and, he was always Medea. Well, he was always Medea, but then it's like, but Medea was so famous. I, I feel like he should have been more well known earlier. And right. maybe people, I never was like a Medea fan, but like maybe people who were like knew who he was. But it, he he was always like an enigma to me because I'm like that is a name that I've heard, 
Um, but I don't know what, like, what his deal is. And then all of a sudden I'm like, he's housing Prince Harry at home. And I just love that for him. He has the means to actually outspend ex-royals in the security, like, industry, you know? Like, they're like, right. we can't afford this, this security detail. And Tyler Perry's like, well, I can. He's like, well, I fully can. And I'm like, that doesn't surprise me. But at the same time, I'm incredibly surprised. <laughs> He's like hiring the Pinkertons. If you know about the Pinkertons, they're like the leaders in security detailing and uh, d- data Why? risk analysis. <laughs> I, how do you know that? Like, what is that? How is that? Is that like, a common thing to know? There was a New York Times article about the Pinkertons. <laughs> They've been around since the wild, wild west in the 1800s and They've evolved. They've been around for over 100 years. And and now, like, over 80% of Fortune 500 companies actually employ the Pinkertons to do their security slash data risk analysis. They they actually train billionaires in how to drive in, like, apocalyptic scenarios. Like, in the San Andreas movie-type setting where, like, every all the buildings are falling around you. So you need to, like, drive, like, you're the rock. Yeah, like when there's a tsunami and a fire and Godzilla, like all at the same time, and you're like, how do I drive? Yeah, how do I drive? Somehow, like your main characters who are like accountants somehow become like expert drivers, but that doesn't just happen. The Pinkertons train them. And it's like the car suddenly can go 300 miles per hour. I'm like, wait, <laughs> it's a Ford Escape. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thought you had to escape, didn't we? I'm like, oh, God. Well, hire the Pinkertons. That's a little plug for the Pinkertons. <laughs> Use our code, Holisha. <laughs> also, now I'm like, wait, are they actually called the Pinkertons? That does not sound right. Yeah, it honestly sounds like a cartoon character, and I was not going to mention it, but I, you, you, you spoke it with the confidence of a thousand straight white men. So I just kind of <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up right now because I'm like, I can't just like pull the Pinkertons out and not, and not get this right. Well, you did. You really just pulled it out of nowhere and like talked about it as if you. Or the CEO. Pinkerton National Detective Agency. Okay. That sounds more legit. Like, the Pinkertons is, like, a Nickelodeon, like, sitcom that plays, like, on Mondays. I don't know. No, they call it, like, the Pinkertons have a long, dark history of targeting. I'm not going to finish the headline because I have to click the article on Teen Vogue to find out. Well, I'll do it right now. Why not? Targeting workers. Not... We're Pinkertons. upgrading from Apex to Teen Vogue, everybody. Just get ready for that. <laughs> Um, wow, this this podcast has been a wild, wild ride. Right. What else do we, we got? We haven't said like one thing about our topic. <laughs> no, we talked about it a lot. Um, you mentioned how Meghan Markle sought mental health help, right? Because of all the vicious targeting by the UK tabloids. Yeah, you did mention it, right? B- briefly? I don't think I mentioned it, but <laughs> sure. Like, just put words in my mouth at this point. It's probably going to be better than what I actually said. Well, she did. She did seek help for her mental health struggles. She had suicidal thoughts, she described. And the royal family were not willing to help her. It's kind of crazy because it's like she's literally living a fairy tale, but it's literally a nightmare. Fairy tale on the outside, nightmare on the inside. Yeah, and it's so wild because it's very like Princess Diana, very like Kate Middleton, like just a normal girl who kind of like got tangled up in this crazy life. And I feel like for Kate Middleton, she just like literally lived a fairy tale. Right. And like had nary but a 
glip in the radar radar blip in the radar blip in the radar (laughs) or glip i don't know Glip, blip, whatever. They're both not real words. Like, there's no way blip is a real word. So I No, blip care. is a real word. That's as cartoonish as the Pinkertons, okay? So, <laughs> leave me be. Um, But yeah, it just makes me sad for her. Because I would be like, holy shit. And also, Prince Harry is, like, the hot one, for sure. So I'm like, he got the, she got, like, the hot brother. And she's, like, this cool princess, duchess, whatever the fuck. Well, back in the day, Prince William used to be the handsome one. But I think now it's flipped. Back in the day. Yeah, we'll definitely say that. Way back in the day. He literally looks like... I don't even know what he looks like. He looks like Nigel Thornberry, but like (laughs) as a human and with no hair. And it makes me so sad. And then Prince Harry is just like so gorgeous and hot. And I hope he never loses his hair. And I hope he always stays hot. And anyway, so Megan should be living the life and she's not. And it's freaking rude. And I'm really sad for her and everyone sucks. Well, I think now she is at least trying to create the life that she wants to lead. And she's trying to create the life that would, you know, be described as a fairy tale. She has this beautiful place in Montecito. She has her chicken coop, right? That she always wanted. Mm -hmm. So maybe being a duchess wasn't the fantasy maybe the fantasy is what she's creating now true and you know they seem to be very in love and i think that it's almost going to show that she married him for who he what who he is not what his family was and what his status was and she's she's here to show that she doesn't care about the title and the grand palace and the other things that come with being royal she just wants her man and she wants her man to stick by her and her man is sticking by her. And I think it's beautiful. And I'm, I'm, I guess my, my opinion overall is like, it's very brave of her to speak out. It's very brave. And, uh, you know, she's going to get a ton of backlash for it. I'm sure she did. I choose not to read the negative things, but. Well, you know, the UK media obviously, you know, went scorched earth on her. But that's to be expected. I think she knew that was coming. Yeah, and to still do the interview and still be so honest is really um, courageous and really respectable um, of her to do that. And I think she's amazing and she's gorgeous. And I, you know, this isn't the end of Meghan Markle, which is so cool. Like, the end of a chapter in her life. And I think she's only going to, like, go up and up and up from here maybe she'll go back on suits what if she's like i miss being on suits suits, suits reunion on- suits reunion suits. i think it's done i think suits is done I, I don't know i never watched it i had never even heard of suits until she was i almost said president until she was <laughs> royal or whatever and i was like what is this show everyone's talking about um i also saw a netflix movie from like years ago where she's not the main character. She's like, it's like a rom-com and she's like the best friend, you know? And when she became royal, they changed the poster to make her like the lead on the poster, like standing with her hand on her hip, like in the front. And But she's in like five scenes. Yeah. And then you watch the trailer and she's literally in like half a scene being like, girl, like get it together. (laughs) And she's like not the main character, but like the poster, they're just like, watch it. It's Meghan Markle. (laughs) And the trailer looked, like, so stupid. Oh, my God, I died. I, I want to touch on something you, you said briefly, which was the 
whole idea of the title not being for her, royalty not being for her. Once I think again, she, you thought, not I. You you said that, right? You just went in on that. No, you. I brought it up, and then you were like, "Well, maybe that this just wasn't the, supposed to be for her." And then I took okay. that idea. Let's just pretend you said it then. <laughs> I never know what I say, so it's fine. <laughs> well, anyway, I wanted to uh, bring up what she said, which was that the whole wedding, right? Mm-hmm. The dream fantasy wedding wasn't for her. It wasn't for Harry. That was for the world. And I think a lot yeah. of the fantasy presentation, it's not for the individuals living it. I mean, in some ways it is, obviously, when you get the castle and the wedding and whatever. Um, but in other ways, it's not. It's a presentation. It is a show. It is theatrics for other people to then enjoy voyeuristically, right? So she didn't even want that wedding. But they do it because it had to be a global event. It was a global event, right? How many millions and millions and millions of people tuned in? Right. So if that life's not for you, then I actually think this life that she's going to create now, it's way better. That is going to be the fantasy. So sometimes... What presents itself as fantasy is really not that. It's it's like you said, right? It's more of a nightmare. Yes, it, it does seem like quite a nightmare. And I get the spectacle. It's like the royal wedding. Like you hear about it all the time. So I understand why they do it. But it's like, it kind of sucks. Because if she didn't want to do that, she shouldn't have had to. But but it's not for her. It's not for Harry. It's for the world, as she said it. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. I can't even imagine having to do all that and, like, be that. I don't know. And then to just, like, not be it anymore is also crazy. And it's, like, she wasn't even, that like, in the royal family for that long. And it's just wild. Her life's wild. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's even crazier to find a way to cut yourself off from the royal family. Yeah. <laughs> because of all the drama that comes with it than it is to actually enter into it. I mean, I'm sure there is the shock of entering into it. She talked about it, right? Like not having any clue of the customs and traditions involved with it. And then you go into it and it's a, it's shell shocking, but, but man has, has leaving it left a lot, a lot, a lot of sort of skeletons in the closet coming out. Yeah. I feel like, you know, Dakota Johnson was the downfall of, our society, but also of Ellen's career. And I feel like Meghan Markle is the downfall of the royal family. And for that, I'm obsessed with her. And I am just think it's great. And we're going to have endless documentaries, movies, everything about this. And it's going to be so fun. I wonder if Meghan Markle will play Meghan Markle in Meghan Markle, the Meghan Markle story. She has the acting chops for it. She has the acting chops. We've all seen her as the best friend who turned into the main character. Who plays Oprah. Oprah, hello. I feel like they're all going to play... Like, why are they all actors? Okay, somebody has to play Harry. I don't think Harry can act. No, I don't think Harry can act. Oh, I wish he could act. Who he played Ron make... Weasley in the Harry Potter films? Rupert Grint? Yeah, he could play Harry. Ugh, I don't know. No offense to Rupert Grint. Like, he... Both British? Both British. Red hair? Both red hair. But here's the thing. Rupert Grint should have been cuter than he is now. He's not not cute but I really wanted him to be cuter than he is. Um, and for it's that... Prince the- Harry we're talking about here. He's not like one of the sexiest men alive. Rupert Grint could pull it off. Oh, says you. <laughs> no, you think he's one of the not- sexiest men alive? 
No, he's not on the sex with me, but he's gorgeous. And I don't know. Maybe I have this, like, really crazy view of him. Like, maybe he's not as cute as I think he is, and I just, like, want him to be cute. I just want everyone to be cute, and if you're not, it's annoying to me. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about two of the cutest people alive, arguably two of the sexiest people alive. Okay. J-Rod, Jennifer Lopez, and Alex Rodriguez. Rye, have you been following this whole whirlwind breakup coming back together in the last week or so? Um, yes and no. Actually, someone brought it up to me this weekend because they knew that I watch Bravo, but I don't watch Southern Charm. And they were mm-hmm. like, can you believe? And I was like, I don't know who that is. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy because, like, what are they doing? Like, they're together, they're not together, they're cheating, they're not cheating. I'm very confused. No offense to Madison LaCroix or whatever the fuck, but J-Lo is, like, literally... Okay, J-Lo is one of the sexiest people alive. There's no denying that. I mean, she's getting more and more beautiful with each passing day somehow. And see, that's what's crazy is that J-Lo has been one of the sexiest people alive for, like, two-plus decades. Yeah, and, like, I would even argue she looks hotter now than she did two decades ago. Um, So, just here... Here's the thing. No offense. A-Rod used to be, like, really hot. I don't think he aged that well. He's not ugly, but he's not as hot as J-Lo. So I'm like, I don't know what you are thinking of trying to, like, mess it up with J-Lo. And as we know, relationships only are based on looks. Right. (laughs) Um, Of course. (laughs) Right. So I just am like, how in God's name do you fuck that up? And for the girl from Southern Charm, someone showed me a picture of her and I was like, what? So I was confused. I mean, again, not that everything is based on looks. Supposedly, Alex Rodriguez has never even met her in real life. They've only talked over the phone. Right. No, I'm not saying she's ugly. I'm just like, I don't know. I just think in comparison to literally J-Lo, you're probably downgrading for the most part, no matter who it is. But I just was like, I don't know. How do they even meet? Like, J-Lo's like an iconic global superstar. This girl's like a D-list bravo celebrity. Like, what's going on here? (laughs) We still don't know that. I'm guessing uh, he could have slid in the DMs. She could have slid in the DMs. With Instagram nowadays, you could meet anyone. I mean, Rai, you have tried to slide into Sean Mendez's DMs numerous times. I have not. Don't lie to us. Don't lie to us. I don't slide into DMs in like a like sexy way. I slide into DMs in like a we're best friends. Like I literally respond to celebrity stories as if like we're old friends. <laughs> Um, give me like half a drink and I'll do it. But you're like Sean, that uh, that pork belly looks delicious. Where are you eating at? Are you in Chicago? Are you at? Gives my address. Um, <laughs> also, no, I'm over Sean Mendez. He's weird looking now, and I'm over it. But <gasps> now that's breaking news. I'll take that back probably in like two days. But I have <laughs> I have him a picture of him in a little bit, so I'm over it. Um, <laughs> No, his whole thing with Camila Cabello freaked me out, and I'm just, like, weirded out by him, but... Ever since anyway, the kiss. Ever since the kiss. <laughs> ever since the kiss, and he's, like, eating his toes now. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> but, um, anyway, so, yeah, what's... So, are they... Are Do you want they, me to break this down? Can you break it down? Like, I don't need, like, every single detail of the relationship, but I need to know what the fuck's going on, because I'll give last you the time we checked, they're not broken up. Like, I don't know. It's all sorts of crazy. So, on March 12th, News broke that J-Lo and A-Rod had split up. And page six 
said that the cheating rumors around A-Rod and Madison LaCroix were what caused the breakup. But LaCroix actually uh, came out and said to Page Six that, quote, he's never physically cheated on his fiance, a.k.a. J-Lo, with me. Also, pff, her referring to J-Lo as A-Rod's fiance. <laughs> Come on. That's anti-feminist. <laughs> exactly. And then she goes on to say, quote, I don't want anything bad for his family or for mine. We are definitely innocent in this. And quote, another source said that the Madison LaCroix scandal was definitely the reason that they broke up. However, there were already problems, but Jennifer was really embarrassed by it. And quote, later on March 12th, page six revealed that J-Lo and A-Rod were already beginning to work on dividing their assets. And according to page six and numerous sources, they had a ton of joint assets, a lot of businesses that they ran together, uh, a vast real estate portfolio, right? They own a ton of houses together. So they were already working to iron out the details of their split because they own all these businesses together. And obviously now that's a financial mess. So that comes out on March 12th as well. But then... On March 13th, J-Lo and A-Rod release a statement. And it's very simple. It's very short and sweet and to the point. Quote, all the reports are inaccurate. We are working through some things. End quote. So, right before I give you the latest, latest update, what are your thoughts on that statement? Um, I love that. I love that so much. To over-explain would, would be to give fuel to the fire and maybe and dignify it in a way yeah dignify it or um give it credit if they're like no um actually so like we're not doing that because we're doing this this like to be all like frantic is is insane so i love that they're just like no like we're just doing stuff like fuck off and i love that i think more statements need to be like this even though it would hurt our business right of reporting on celebrity scandal the the deeper the details, the better for us. I was gonna say, I, I feel like people should take a take a chapter out of this this statement book, uh, because, yeah, I don't know. I believe them. I believe that they're like no, like, and we we know better than anyone as celebrities that <laughs> reports can be all over the place and so misconstrued and so like, you know, take the tiniest little detail and spin it into this whole thing. I mean, we famously do that here we take like half a quote and we're like they murdered someone <laughs> um so i just like that they're like leave us the fuck alone like if something's happening we'll tell you like bye simple clean i also like that they sort of own up to the spirit of the story because they don't say none of this is true they're like but we are working through some things okay okay so they're admitting that maybe their relationship is a little rocky at the moment, so maybe that's why the report came out that they broke up because there was something brewing. There was uh, a little bit of smoke, but there's no fire. Yeah, and then speaking of uh, extrapolating things from small tidbits of information, my opinion on what's happening that nobody asked for is like, I feel like him and Madison Lacroix, whatever, maybe DM'd once or twice about a couple things. And supposedly they had a FaceTime. 
okay, they FaceTimed, and we it could have been about anything, and I feel like someone probably saw that and spun it into a whole thing, and then now they just have to, like, do damage control. And that's my completely non-fact-based opinion on what's going on. We could say you extrapolated a lot from a small little quote. Mountain out of a molehill, baby. <laughs> did you say molehill? I did, and I just wish you didn't bring it up, and I was just keep going as if nothing happened. And I should have never said I had a white claw because I've literally had four sets of it, and everyone's going to be like, he was drunk. <laughs> Everyone, the nobody that cared. It. <laughs> it's going to be a tabloid story that I was drunk doing this now. On People Magazine, and speaking of People Magazine, to segue, hey. uh, a source told People Magazine that A-Rod and J-Lo never officially broke up. They talked about it, but they're still together. They hit a rough patch, but they were never broken up. So I think what happened here, so I could do my storytelling here, my extrapolation. Your mohel. My mohel, if you will. I think what happened, and there's a little bit of evidence to this, right? J-Lo told Allure Magazine back in February that her and A-Rod were going to therapy. So I think they were struggling a little bit. So I think what happened was maybe they were like, let's take a little bit of a break from being together while uh, J-Lo goes to film that movie in the Dominican Republic. We're not going to be broken up, but we can't be under the same roof for a few weeks. And then let's go through some couples therapy too. Let's do more couples therapy. And A, B, C, and D, all kind of relating to a struggling relationship, which they've basically admitted to. They said, we're working through some stuff. You don't say that if you're not struggling in some way. Right. Some source, insider, spy, whatever you want to call it, someone that they shouldn't fucking trust. <laughs> right. Took that, brought it to page six. Page six says that they split up, but they actually didn't. They were just going through this little rough patch. Right, and relationships have rough patches, and I just appreciate that they're being open about it and honest, and I think that the more open and honest you are, the less um, speculation there can be, and I am disproving my point by talking about it on a podcast, but... um, The latest update, right, is on March 17th, the Daily Mail released photos of J-Lo and A-Rod doing PDA in the Dominican Republic. Uh, They were... PDA. You don't like PDA? No. Uh, I thought you didn't like doing PDA, but maybe you enjoyed seeing the PDA. I hate both. I don't do it. I don't watch it. I don't like it. So what happens if it's happening in front of you? What do you do? Like, not watching, because first off, that's freaking weird, and it's an intimate moment between two people, and they should be doing it intimately in the privacy of their own house the only type of pda i like is private displays of affection Ooh, i like that how come how come like how do we accept pda as an acronym if it could be easily twisted like that to the exact opposite the exact inverse of, of public displays here i am once again disproving the english language you're upending an institution here, right? You are Meghan Markling, the royal family, if you will. Watch out, Webster's Dictionary. I'm coming for you next, bitch. <laughs> Me and Oprah, go and sit down. Um, so, right, the latest update we have on J-Lo and A-Rod is that they are hooking up in the Dominican Republic, so they must be good. Yeah, it sounds like they're straight chilling, um, and good for them. I love that. 
And, you know, can we trust it? No, because we could rarely trust anything celebrity-based because everything is marketing ploy and everything is PR. But I don't think that they would be honest in their statement and then try to, like, pull the wool over our eyes by, like, staging pictures in the DR. So I believe them. I think that, you know, they probably are working on stuff and they're doing well and they'll get through it and they're going to get married one day. And that's going to be my royal wedding about two celebrities that I barely care about, but <laughs> will pretend to if they get married. <laughs> they're not pulling a Max Eric and calling TMZ to the beach. Mm. So Mm-mm. so TMZ could snap uh, organic, candid photos of them. Uh, I miss Max Eric. Bring him back. <laughs> I wonder if he'll be in the Demi documentary. No. Hmm. Was he important enough to her? I know they were engaged, but was he? <laughs> she was important enough to him. <laughs> well, that's she... for sure. He staged how many paparazzi shoots of him crying on the beach over her? Uh, too many. I love that man. I hope he's in it just because I... I think he deserves it. I think he deserves a, a cameo in a YouTube exclusive documentary. He's well, earned that. One of my favorite updates to that story was that allegedly Demi Lovato didn't even care that they broke up once she realized that he was kind of a grifter. Yeah, I mean, she like fully moved on and like shaved her head and I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah, she was like unfriending you on Instagram. Like you basically don't exist to me anymore. And her friends said that she stopped talking about him. Like she basically had no reaction to their breakup because... He was attempting to marry her and every other pop star, basically, for a whole full decade. It's some queen shit. She was like, I was engaged, and what of it? So, Rai, I told you I had two surprises for you. Oh, I forgot. Let me take a drink. (laughs) Take a drink. There you go. White Claw'd up. Sponsored by White Claw. Mm -hmm. So, I gave you my first surprise. Yeah, that was a good one. I liked that one. Okay. I think you'll like this one, too. My second surprise is that I am bringing back an old segment. Okay. And the segment is favorite headline of the week. Ooh, fun. This headline is brought to you by Page Six. Your favorite publication. My favorite, favorite publication. The most accurate publication, except in the case of J-Lo and A-Rod's breakup. And many other things, but yes. (laughs) <laughs> and almost any other thing they publish every single day of the year, 24-7, 365. Uh, but Rye, this was my favorite headline of the week, maybe of the year so far. Are you ready? Ready. Wendy Williams appears to burp and fart <laughs> simultaneously live on air. Yes, it's such a good video. You I've watched this? It. You've seen this? <laughs> yes, it's such a good video. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's that really- video just had me just in shambles i think i watched it like four times in a row how could you and not like at least four times in a row is what i meant it is so disgusting and i love it and wendy williams is like queen of not having any shame and i just died i'm like what i don't know disgusting i love that it made page six though i love that it's headline that is fucking headline news. I also love how it sort of happens sequentially. Like, it's not all at once. Yeah. It's definitely like a burp and then a fart. Like, you hear two distinctive kind of, like, gastrointestinal noises happening. And it's incredible. I mean, she... she I've never watched a single episode of her show. But I have probably seen more clips from her show than any other talk show. 
she is an icon. That seven seconds. Well, really, it's one second of her burping and farting, but the clip is seven seconds. It's right. so good. Like you said, you could watch it over and over again. I, th- I think I've seen it maybe four or five times as well. Oh, and the way it happens, it it just feels right. I don't know any other way to describe it. It's, it's weirdly great. satisfying. Yes, it's, it's satisfying. satisfying. And I hate that because it's fully disgusting. But it is satisfying. I'm like, I'm, I'm into it. I kind of, I respect her. I mean, I know she's like awful and trash, but I also respect her. I respect her. That was a great way of putting it. It's satisfying. It does have this sort of satisfying rhythmic quality to it. The, the burp mm-hmm. and then the fart coming and the fan reaction, the audience reaction, if you will. Just so good. It's, it is art. That is art. And I am glad you brought that segment back just for a Wendy Williams cameo moment. I may rename the segment to the Wendy Williams headline of the week because she does have a headline every single week and they're usually great. Yeah, and it's usually problematic and awful, so I love that for her. Um, and I love to see a, I love to see a segment come back. Good for you. Thank you guys for listening. Let us know your reactions to the Meghan Markle and Oprah interview. Prince Harry was there, but in my head, I'm like, he didn't say anything. Um, he really didn't and, say much. <laughs> and yeah, we'll uh, we'll give you some documentary reviews coming up. So make sure you guys watch them so we don't give spoilers. And this is sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> And, and YouTube, and White Claw, <laughs> and White Claw, and um, the Pinkertons, and the Pink- oh my God! Okay, we're done. We're not sponsoring <laughs> <to> anyone. <laughs> also, Rye, for the record, I went two for two on the surprises today. You did, you did. I was surprised genuinely both times, and I'm proud of you. I once again did zero work um, for any of this podcast. I just showed up, and I think I did a really good job as well. So, good job to me. <laughs> Great job to you, Rye, as always. And if you guys want more surprises, leave us five stars on iTunes. Leave us a review. Tell us how much you loved my surprises. Tell us how much you love Rye's white claw drinking and his mm-hmm. drunken slurring. I had four sets. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back next week. Bye.